Welcome to the Coach and Doc podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. Our mission is to bring you insight from the best of the best in the coaching profession. If you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coach and Doc, please visit our website, www.coachanddoc.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coach and Doc podcast. Our next guest is Amy Holt. Amy is the Executive Senior Associate Athletics Director and Senior Woman Administrator at Arkansas State University. This next year will be her eighth year with the Red Wolf staff. Prior to transitioning to the administrative side of sports, Amy served as the head women's tennis coach at Kansas University for nine years. Her husband, Rance, was also a coach at KU, serving on the football staff. And they have a little boy, Layton, um, who, who I know is a big source of pride for them. She's a Kentucky native. She played at Murray State. She's inducted into the Henderson County's Hall of Fame. And her dad even played for legendary uh, UK coach Adolph Rupp. But even with all these accolades and honors, I know she's viewed as one of the best leaders in all of college athletics today. And uh, I'm lucky enough to call her a friend. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, when, when you called and asked if I'd, I'd do this for you, I was like, there's no hesitation whatsoever. So I'm excited to be here and to, with you and Chris. And so excited to, you know, see what we can do and what I, questions I can answer to help you guys out. Absolutely. Well, it's been a minute. You know, every once in a while, I feel like we randomly see each other, but it's always like once a year. And I told Cut before, like, you were like my go-to person when all hell would break loose. <laughs> the problem had to be solved. Like, I'm going to Amy. And uh, for those unfamiliar with athletics administration, I think you're the first administrator we've had uh, on the podcast. Kind of tell us, is there such thing as a typical schedule? Oh, um, for a given week. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's different day to day. Um, as you know, as you know, y'all used to be down the hallway when you were at um, Arkansas State, you know, walking by, there's always something new, everything, that, every day that comes up, you know, it's just it. But it, that's what keeps me going because it's not it's not a continual every day, the same thing over and over and over again. And, you know, and I have different sports that I supervise and different areas in the athletic department that I supervise. So it's pretty cool that, you know, no day is pretty much the same. And so, and that's what keeps me going because it doesn't get boring. Definitely. And, you know, and I love it because even though like when y'all were down the hallway, men's basketball, you know, even though I wasn't y'all sports supervisor, I had hands on with you guys. And so it was, it was pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. So Amy, I know this has got to be quite the time to serve in a leadership role on a major college campus. Uh, could you tell us about some of the things that you all are discussing from a leadership standpoint about fall athletics? And if you can make a prediction, do you think things will actually begin as originally scheduled? Well, we always hope it, you know, because as athletics, you're, you know, you're structured, you're on, you plan your day, you plan, you know, your week, you plan your year. And, you know, and this has really taken athletics out of their comfort zone. And so, but I will tell you that, you know, we're very optimistic about, you know, the future of college athletics. And, you know, we're constantly planning, you know, football, you know, we're, we want, you know, we pray that football gets started because, of right. course, you know, that's a big revenue um, source for 
our athletic departments as it is across the board for all, you know, athletic departments that offer football. Um, but we are, we, we're planning as, you know, we're bringing football back in June and getting them ready for, you know, the season and fall, you know, fall um, practice. And, you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're very hopeful and we're very optimistic that we're going to be on target and on track to get football going. Um, you know, and then my, with my two sports that are actually three, but men and women's basketball, you know, we're, we're hopeful that we're going to be able to bring them back and get them going. But soccer and volleyball with their season, you know, being starting in, you know, in August and, you know, going into the fall season, you know, we're, we're working on getting them back as well. And so it's been a process, you know, I'm constantly working on dates of when we could bring them back and what we can do and getting, you know, plans of the COVID-19 plans prepared for them, um, how they're going to run their locker rooms, how they're going to run their, you know, the, the weight room, the training room, you know, every detail possible that, you know, we're, we're having a, you know, a plan for every venue, for check-in, for housing, for, you know, meals, for the cafeteria, training table. So it, it's been a huge process. And, you know, a lot of those, you know, we, we meet regularly with our management team of how we're going to do this. And we're updating our plan constantly and constantly over every other day, we're looking at it. What can we add to protect our student athletes, our you know, our strength coaches, our sports medicine, just our whole staff, you know, what, what do we do? And, you know, we have major support from, you know, our athletic, you know, our whole athletic department, as well as our chancellor on campus, um, as our president of our systems office, mm -hmm. you know, they're constantly informed of every step that we make. And so they've been very supportive. That's a lot. Um, well, I know you're, you probably answer that question and talk about that more than anything right now, especially the past mm -hmm. couple of weeks, months. So switching gears a little bit, I thought this would be a fun topic to cover. So I'm sure y'all have watched as a family, the last dance, oh, uh, yeah. the last couple of weeks. And mm -hmm. I, one of your old colleagues from mm -hmm. time in Lawrence <laughs> has had some major screen time, coach Roy Williams. Oh yeah. I, I still remember the times when I'd pop in and we'd start talking you tell you, you're a great storyteller, but I, I remember still uh, some of those stories that you'd tell me about your time at Kansas around him. And uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you wouldn't mind, will you share one or two of those with our listeners? Absolutely. Well, at the time when coach Williams was there, I was an assistant. So the total amount of years that I was at the university of Kansas was around a little over 16 years. And so, um, and, you know, and I, I don't know where my, our offices were and where men's basketball offices and women's basketball, we were just so, you know, right there together. So I got to know a lot of the staff pretty well. And, um, and at the time, one of the staff members for men's basketball, and he was a former player there, C.B. McGrath, his wife. Um, what at the time was his girlfriend. She played for me at Kansas. So wow. I, I kind of was around the basketball staff at, you know, at the time quite a bit. And so um, coach Williams, you know, I, I got, you know, he would come out to our tennis matches sometimes and, you know, and, and um, the really cool thing was, you know, there was times where 
you know, we'd be around and, you know, we'll be talking and I was in transition from moving from apartments and everything one summer as an assistant. He goes, Amy, don't worry about it. Why don't you just come and let, stay at my house for the summer? We're going to, you know, him and his wife, Wanda, they were going to be at their beach house, mm -hmm. you know, for most of the summer and pop in and out, you know, on occasions and they would be back in Lawrence. Um, he goes, we would love for you to stay and make sure everything is smooth and, you know, and be there to, if you know, drop off deliveries or whatever. And I was like, I was like, you want me to stay in your house? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was the coolest thing. So for about a month and a half um, over summer, um, I lived in, you know, hit, Coach Williams and Wanda's house and they had me my own little code to get in the house with, you know, with my name. And I thought I was pretty special, you know, and so it was pretty cool. But Coach Williams would come in in between recruiting trips and stuff. And the room, the bedroom that they had for me to stay in was right there by his office. And um, so one night they, he had gotten back into town and I had um, just been, I think we were having summer camp or something and I just finished camp and I came back and I showered and I was sitting there and I was getting ready to start making recruiting calls that night and everything. And so then um, I'm sitting there and I, and my door was to the bedroom was cracked and I'm like, he was in there and he's calling and he was like, making a phone call and I'm trying to think who it was. There were so many different phone calls, but, um, Oh, who, I mean, I'll think of it here in a minute, but he, one of his big time recruits, he was sitting there, he was calling and ask, you know, talking to him and everything. And I'm sitting at the doorway on the floor, you know, at the crack of the door and I'm writing down notes <laughs> as he's talking to this recruit, you know, because I'm like, I'm getting ready to call a recruit. I got to <laughs> know how the pros do it, you know? <laughs> and so, but it was, it was pretty cool to listen to how he interacted with, you know, with these um, recruits and stuff like that. And so I, I had, I would say firsthand knowledge on, a, you know, on the big time basketball, re, you know, recruits and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it, it was pretty cool sitting there listening and I took notes. And so, you know, with all of this time and listening and being in part, you know, a part of, you know, what I was, you know, had at Kansas, I absorbed all that. And mm -hmm. whether it's in administration or coaching or whatever. So I kind of absorbed all that and just took it in and it it was pretty cool, you know, just to, just to be a part of, you know, staying in a house with a legendary, you know, Coach Williams, you know, so. That's awesome. I love that story. <clears throat> so, Amy, I know you, you helped lead a major coaching search a little over a year ago when A-State hired a women's head basketball coach. So, would you mind sharing what are some things that you look for in a candidate when you lead a hiring search? Well, you know, I mean, you look for experience first, um, you know, and what, how they, um, what they can bring to the table and what, you know, their knowledge of the game and, you know, and their, their excitement to their passion. And, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we had several candidates say that even that came in that just didn't, I didn't feel the passion 
that you know some of the other candidates have and you know and and it, it's you know of course as being a female and you know uh, you know being a, at a female sport you know that we were hiring for you know I, I wanted to look at the try to see if we could find the best female out there for the job um, we we had several you know decent candidates and stuff but at the end of the day you know you know when we decided as you know our search committee of what we wanted um, you know we put I mean we wanted we were really wanting a female at the time but you know the best person we thought that fit our program at the time was the coach that we hired and so you know you got to put set all the other you know all that aside and you got to do what's right for the university you know male female um, you've got to have the fit that fits the program and you know and being a female myself you know a female coach I, I still consider myself as a coach mm -hmm. but you know it, it's hard nowadays to get female coaches involved just I mean I and I, I hate it but still at the end of the day we have to we have to hire the best fit for our program the best fit for you know we think that's going to run you know and be effective for our female athletes so that's good amy i don't think i've ever gotten this insight from you when i was around you but like this kind of goes with this last question can you talk about how you made the decision to transition from coaching to administration because you were a highly successful big 12 head coach so how does what all factors into saying, hey, I'm ready to leap into uh, AD stuff? Well, the funny thing about how it all happened is um, Terry, our athlete, Terry Mahajra, our athletic director right now, um, we work together at Kansas. He was an associate athletic director there. And my assistant and I would work out at lunch almost every day. And Terry was in, you know, in the weight room with us. And so we, I really got to know him and, you know, kind of learned about it, what his philosophy is and what drives him. And, you know, and, and, and he, you know, I got not just in the weight room, but also when, we would have fundraiser activities and stuff. Um, they would invite all the head coaches to go. And so, you know, I, I mean, Hunter, as you know me, I'm a very people person. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not scared to walk up and talk to anybody and shake their hand and say, hey, how are you doing? I'm Amy Holt, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm part of the tennis program here. And, you know, what, you know, just kind of just love people. And so apparently he saw that and he always knew that, I mean, not this is what he says now, but that, you know, he always wanted me to be part of his team, you know, once the day comes that I wanted to get out of coaching. And I didn't know, really know that until I actually got here. Or, um, and so when I decided um, at the end of, one of you know at I think it was May 13 or May 2013 um at the end of our season I'm just like you know what I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm ready to make the, the step over to administration. And, you know, and I had talks with our AD at the time. Um, Terry had already gotten the AD job here at Arkansas State. So I called him and I said, listen, this is, this is the deal. This is what I need some advice on how I can make, you know, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's like, well, funny you call today. I'm writing out a job description, you know? And so it, it's kind of been a running joke with us that I happened to call at the right day, you know? And so he's like, I've been, I've been waiting for this call kind of thing, you know? And so we kept in touch, you know, when his whole process of hiring a senior women's administrator, um, cause he got the job in, in the October 2012 so it was just a whole semester you know that that he had been here prior to and so he you know he said hey I need you to get your resume and I need for you to apply, apply for this job and so I did and you know I got out of coaching the end of May of 2013 and um, you know I'm here now so I had started in July one, July one of that year. So, I mean, I'm very thankful that Terry saw something in me that pushed me to really, I knew I wanted to get into administration even during my whole time coaching, but I just never knew when I was going to do it. And it so happened that the fact that building the relationship with Terry progressed it a little more. So we always like to ask people about their mentors uh, when they come on the show. So who is one person that really helped you grow as a coach and or administrator and how did they help you? Well, I would definitely say it was my college tennis coach, um, coach Connie Keesling. Um, she's retired from Murray state now. Um, she was just inducted into the Murray state hall of fame um, this past November. Um, and I was fortunate uh, enough to get to go to um, her, you know, her award to, to see her get her honor. But she also asked me to be her presenter for her to get her award. And so to me, she was the one that really opened the door, opened my eyes to coaching. And, you know, even though when I um, finished my eligibility at Murray State, she wanted me to stay on like as her, I still had an, you know, another year to go in school and she wanted me to stay on as, you know, her student assistant. And, um, and she was the one that really opened the, the door and, the, and led the path to me going to grad school to be a graduate assistant tennis coach at Eastern Kentucky University. And so she really opened my eyes to coaching and was really one of my, you know, mentors. Um, and of course I always have to give a lot of credit to, to my, my dad, um, that he always forced me, not forced me, but pushed me to be, um, not just a, a, a better person, a better athlete, but just to help to set my goals and to learn how to achieve my goals. Um, he was always the one that, you know, he was, he was the kind of person that asked questions and made you think really hard about them. Um, and, you know, and 
he had, he passed away like a little over three years ago and I always still vision him, you know, whether it was out playing basketball in the driveway or going over to the high school tennis courts and, you know, playing because my dad was a really good tennis player as well. And, but also one of my big passions was playing basketball. So we, we, you know, we complimented each other in different ways and, um, but I would have to say those two were probably my biggest, biggest mentors in my career and life paths and, you know, and how I wanted to drive myself to be better. And, you know, and I wanted to be better, you know, I wanted to drive myself because I wanted my parents to be proud of me, but also wanted to, you know, be like my college tennis coach and, you know, her passion to what she has been doing, you know, and how she did it and did it the right way. That's great. Um, all right, Amy, final part of, uh, of our interview. Uh, we're going to finish with a little rapid fire closing round. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I just want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. So quick answers. Okay. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Kansas plays Kentucky in basketball. Who do you root for? <laughs> do you hear answer to that? Rock job. Yeah. Well, I'll say go blue, but, you know, there you go. Go blue. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Next one, favorite tennis player of all time? Uh, it has to be Martina Navratilova. I met her at the U.S. Open one year when I, I was there, and – I just happened to run in a tour at she was coming out of a gate and I was walking in and she was like, I kind of looked at her and she, you know, it was just, she's like, Hey, how are you doing? And I was like, Oh my gosh, you are my idol. You know, and she's <laughs> like, well, let's take a picture. And so, you know, I mean, but for her to be that genuine and stuff. And so I still have that picture today. So I have to say Martina Navratilova and her style of play was, what I like, so. Okay. Program you most love competing against in the Sun Belt? I have to say mine would be Georgia State. I like Georgia. I like going to, you know, Atlanta area and competing against Georgia State, so. Okay. Favorite thing to do when you have free time that you have Watching so my little guy play baseball. Okay. Love watching him succeed. You know, he's just, he, his passion right now is all in for baseball. And I just love to see his excitement. I like it. Best place to eat in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I, well, let's see. You got to be careful. J-Towns. Okay. J-Towns is a good place. I mean, that's, that's the hangout. That is. So, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, we know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachanddoc.com. Thanks again.